Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship on this beautiful Sunday morning. It's finally going to be over 70 degrees today. I don't know about you, but I think that is a reason to celebrate. So good morning to all of you. Welcome to worship. Those of you who are in person, those of you who are worshiping online, welcome to each and every single one of you. Those of you who are in the sanctuary realize that we have something back for the first time in over a year. We have bulletins. I know it's the weirdest things that you get excited about after God knows how long, you know, like 16 months of, of this COVID entering the U.S. And so uh, I want to talk to you just for a second about these bulletins. I decided that we wanted to try to make them simpler. If we were going to go back to bulletins, I wanted to reinvent them a little bit. So that was my plan this week. And so you'll see the bulletins are always going to be a little bit more crisp and clean and basic and just kind of allows us to have exactly what we need. You're also going to see that it's the same bulletin for both services. This will make the church life a little bit easier. You're not worrying about lots of things. And so for those of you who are in this service, of course, you're not going to care about the hymn numbers. Uh, there's also some uh, cool things. My husband, you know you can never give me like a weird idea or I'll go with it. My husband told me that we should have QR codes available. So I went a little QR code crazy. And so you've got all of these things. So take a look at the bulletin. We're also going to change things around for the back of the bulletin. And the back of the bulletin will just have the month's activities. And we're not going to include all of the other groups that meet in the church. Instead, this is going to be our activities, the ones that really need your attention. You don't need to know when the Pond Club is meeting. If you do want to know, you can check the online calendar. And so you've got all of this, all of the, the church kind of groups right here. And so you can follow along with that. And now the peace of Christ be with you all. And let's greet one another by waving first to people online. Good morning, everyone online. And now greet one another while you're kind of staying in your own pod. And now let us gather in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, fill us with your love as we gather in this place. Bless us with your presence here and now as we worship you this morning. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you here and online. Fill us with your presence. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. And so now is the time for announcements. And so if you would hit the next slide there for me, Zach. So we have some announcements. Next Sunday, by the way, is Pentecost. I don't know how it's here already. John, you can come forward. Next Sunday is Pentecost. And we have four confirmands that we are going to confirm. The rest of the class is going to wait until next year. We really let the kids decide since it's been a, a kind of a long time coming. So there are four confirmands who are ready to be confirmed. I met with them yesterday morning. They are well prepared. They are ready to be confirmed, and they are going to be confirmed in the second service. However, if you're here in the first service next week, you will see them. They're going to be here all morning long. You will see them here in the first service. You'll get to see the confirmation video with all of their cute little pictures from the times they were babies until now, and so you'll be able to celebrate with them. They'll be hanging around the church after the first service as well. By the way, do you know how tall our confirmands have gotten? I cannot believe it. Like, it is, I mean, I wouldn't even recognize some of them that I haven't seen in a while. And so now, John has an important announcement for us. 
Good morning. Good morning. Um, so just a reminder that our chicken fundraiser barbecue will be in four weeks. It's on Friday, June 11th. Um, it'll be from 4 to 7 p.m. And just a quick reminder about the menu. Um, we, it's a, a half chicken dinner with buttered spuds, uh, macaroni salad, and uh, roll in butter. Um, I actually, Jeff and I just attended one yesterday at another church right in our neighborhood, and they charge $2 more per ticket Ooh. than we are charging. So with that said, that's a great segue into the fact that I will be selling tickets in between services um, at, in Cook Hall. So please stop, feel free to stop by and purchase your tickets. But additionally, you can also purchase your tickets online at zionucc.ton slash T-O-N slash B-B-Q. Um, so I uh, hope that we see all of you there. It was a delicious dinner, and uh, I think it'll be a great day for everyone to enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about this. The more things that we're doing, the more exciting. Now, I do have two other sad announcements for you. Now, I, the first announcement I'll say is today at 2 o'clock, we have Orowick's Memorial, Sue's mom, Karen's mom. And so we will remember her today. I've been thinking a lot about her as we're, we're preparing to officially have her memorial service today at 2 o'clock. If you don't want to come into the sanctuary, it will be streamed on Facebook Live. So you are welcome to watch from home if you're not coming into the sanctuary. I also want to honor uh, Don as we have Don. Uh, Don, I know that this is hard, but will you just give a little wave of the hand? So you guys know, Don is new to the church. And so Don right there, uh, yesterday we had the funeral for her son. Something that should never happen, and yet she's sitting here in church. And Don, I'm just surrounding you with love right now. And I ask you guys to all do the same. John's, uh, Don's 26-year-old son uh, died. She found out on Mother's Day. So we need all of you, everybody here online. Don needs to be in your prayers, okay? Don Goodrow Mack, hold her and her family in your prayers so that she can have the strength to get through this time. So bless her and hold her in your prayers. God love you. God bless you, Don. Please stand with us.
Amen, and please be seated. And now, friends, we light our peace candle. And as we light this candle, this isn't just an act of lighting a candle. It's a prayer. It's an act of asking God for peace on earth and for peace in our lives. So let us take this moment to pray for peace. Holy and loving God, we pray for your peace today. We ask for your peace to enter our lives. We pray for peace that surpasses all human understanding, but Lord, we also pray for peace on earth. Bless us so that we can be instruments of your peace on this day. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Good morning, kids, and good morning, Bernie. Charlie, I was watching a video of Taylor and Walter from last year, and they looked so cute and so much littler. Yes, little brother. Just like you, they've grown a lot in this past year. Well, in that video, Taylor plays the part of Jesus, and Walter is a cute little angel. Don't worry, I'll be with you always, and I'll give you the Holy Spirit. Don't worry, Jesus will come back someday. They are cute in that video. Wow, our kids have really grown up in the last year. Not just Taylor and Walter, but all of the church kids. Just wait until you see our confirmands next week. They make Mom, I mean Pastor Elizabeth, look short. Yes, they do. Well, the story the kids were helping act out last year was the story of the Ascension. After Jesus died, he was in the grave for three days, but then he battled death and rose from the grave. That was the resurrection! Yes, it was, and after the resurrection, Jesus stayed with his disciples for 40 more days. But then, after 40 days of teaching the disciples how to spread the good news about God's love, he ascended into heaven. Ascended? What does that word mean? Ascended means to go up into the sky. So Jesus went up into the sky until he vanished and returned to heaven. Wow! Wow is right. I'm kind of sad that Jesus didn't stay here on earth to hang out with us forever. I know. That would have been cool. And the humans could really use some help from Jesus. But he did leave us the Holy Spirit. But we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit next week. Oh yay! I'm so excited to learn about the Holy Spirit. Next week. Yeah, next week. Okay, bye kids!
God, we believe that you have called us to unity, but when we have isolated ourselves from others, to your mercy, God. God, we believe that you have called us to be to live together in as one body. In your mercy, God. God, we believe you ask us to look, listen, and learn from others. In your mercy, God. God, we believe you ask us to accept and seek understanding all who are called to be in your name, in your mercy, God. God, we believe you call us to be one even as you are one. In your mercy, God. God and creator of all humankind, your son Jesus Christ prayed that your church might be one even as you trust, as you are God, are one. May you renew our minds and rekindle your love in our hearts so that by the power of the Spirit, we might find oneness that you, are in, you intend for us. In your mercy, God. Amen. Cheers. 
chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace, the earth shall soon dissolve like snow, the sun forbear to shine, but God who called me here below will be forever mine, will be We are going to read from the Gospel of John, the 17th chapter. Now, if you're in the pews, you have pew Bibles. I didn't uh, look up. Oh, no, the page numbers are there. Charlotte put the page numbers in there for you. So you can follow along page 987 with the pew Bibles. I don't know if the large print Bibles made their way in yet. We can bring them in next week. Uh, But yes, so if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, friends, will you please say amen? Starting with verse 1, this is Jesus praying for his disciples. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that your son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And I glorify you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I have had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I gave to them, and they have received them. And know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All are mine, and yours are mine, and I have glorified, been glorified in them, and now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. And while I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except for the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. 
I have given them your word, and the word has and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they may also be sanctified in truth. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me all along my pilgrim journey. Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. sorrows walk with me in my sorrows walk with me when my heart within is aching Lord I want Jesus to walk with me troubles walk with me in my troubles walk with me when my life becomes a burden Lord I want Jesus to walk with me join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day. Lord, pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power as we worship you this morning. 
Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So I spent my time when I was in my office this week listening to something called the Courageous Church Summit. It was full of all these different wise minds and pastors, and including one of my favorites, Adam Hamilton, and then many others who I honestly didn't know of, some who I had never heard of before. All of these different pastors and leaders of different uh, churches and different organizations talking and teaching, really, a bunch of us pastors some new things. So I had those videos going in my office all day long while I was here as I was able to multitask and knock out a whole bunch of continued ed hours. So that was really quite amazing. But it was also this wonderful summit where it was full of lots of different ideas and conversations. And one of the conversations that was led by our own UCC's Reverend Tracy Blackman was a conversation with a Catholic nun named Sister Simone Campbell, who's also an attorney. Have you ever met a nun who's also an attorney? Interesting. And then also a filmmaker who I had heard of once before and because I watched one of her graduation speeches and it was phenomenal. You know when sometimes that happens like a graduation speech goes viral online? I realized I had watched one of her speeches before. But this person's name is Valerie Kaur. Now she is a practicing Sikh. She practices Sikhism, which is a religion that even though I studied world religions when I was in college, it was, it's a religion that I really know very little about. So I actually, as she was talking, did a little bit of research and found out that they do have a strong practice on love. But as Valerie was talking, she introduced this idea. She's really trying to, to focus on, a lot on love and how we can love one another. She introduced this wonderful idea, this, this wonderful thought into my mind and hopefully many minds, where she said, not just what if we love each other as we love ourselves, but she pushed it even further. What if we love everyone else's babies as if they are our babies. And that was like such a, a profound thought for me. Maybe it's not as profound for all of you, but for me, what if we love everybody else's babies, everybody else's children, the same way that we love our own children? Of course, not in the same practices, but with that same amount of love as we love our own children. And I, I loved that idea. I loved that image. And she said, she commented about how, how her little, little Sikh son, you know, in, in Sikhism, they don't cut their hair ever. So her little Sikh son has long hair that's often in a little bun in the back of his head. And she said, I, I feel comforted when I know that, that when my little Sikh boy with the little bun in the back of his head is going to go out into the world. That, and she pointed to Tracy. She said that Tracy will love him as if he's her own baby. And I, that to me, it was like such a wonderful thought, such a wonderful image. What if we loved everybody else's children with the same fierceness that we love our own children. How amazing would this world be if we loved everybody else's babies as our own? Suddenly, everybody else's babies wouldn't be troublemakers while ours are perfect. Though I don't know any parents that really think that their kids are perfect. I mean, maybe, you know, we love them just the way that they are. But, you know, we wouldn't see other people's kids as, uh, as troublemakers or things, but we would see them as, as children who we are called to love. And I love that imagery. So as we have that imagery of loving everyone else's babies as our own. Let's think about our text again. Let's think back into our text from John 17 as Jesus is praying over his disciples. Now, this text in John 17 is one where we find Jesus at the end of his life. And at the end of Jesus' life, he's trying to prepare them for the fact that he is going to die, that his time on this earth is limited 
Did the disciples want to hear what he had to say when it came to that? Absolutely not. They didn't want to believe that he was actually going to die. They wanted him to become king of Israel. And, and even though they listened to everything else Jesus had to say when he talked about dying, that's where they're like, oh, oh no, Jesus, that can't happen. So Jesus is talking to his disciples at the end of his life and preparing them for the time when he is no longer going to be here on the earth with them. And as he's talking to his disciples, then he prays over them. And he prays over them that as he's no longer in this world, that God will protect them. That God will protect them from the evil one. And that they will be united as one. And if you realize, I, I really read, I actually read just barely into the 21st verse there. But I continued to read into verse 20 and, and the beginning of the, first, of the next verse, even though that starts the next paragraph, because I wanted all of you guys to hear that last verse. Did you pay attention to that last verse? It says that Jesus isn't just praying for his immediate disciples, but he's praying for all who believe because of his disciples as well. That's all of you, friends. I'm looking at you and all of us. That's who he's talking about. He's talking about all of us who came to believe because of the words of his disciples, because of the gospel that was spread from one person to another person, from one person to the next uh, person, from one community to the next community, and so on and so forth. And so he's saying that he's praying for all of us, friends, to have protection over the evil one and to be united as one. Both of those things are big tasks. Oh, we often just kind of read this. If you look at the UCC slogan, it actually has this part that they may all be one. And this is something that maybe we kind of read over, especially since when in John's gospel, things become a little bit more poetic. So we might just read over it. But think about this. Jesus is praying that we are all protected from the evil one and that we are united, united in God's love. That is a big, big prayer. Jesus prays for unity for his disciples because spreading a message of God's redeeming love is not something that's going to be easy. Think about his immediate disciples. His immediate disciples, many of them are going to end up being killed. All of them are going to get arrested or thrown into prison. Many of them are going to get beaten all because they are spreading the, the God's message of God's redeeming love. Think about that. Imagine what it's like to be thrown into prison, to be beaten, and even to be killed all because you have the audacity to say that God loves us and God redeems us. Can you imagine that? But that's what it's like if you think about it, that the way that evil works in this world. Do you know what I think evil works with in this world is I think that evil works with hate. I think that that is how evil works in this world. Evil wants to plant a seed in each and every single one of us. And that seed that evil wants to plant in us is called hatred. And once we get a little seed of hatred in us, then that hatred can grow. So that's why when, when Jesus is spreading a message about love, about God's redeeming love, the world fights back. The world that has seeds of hatred in it doesn't want to hear a message about God's redeeming love. It doesn't want to hear a message about unity and redemption. It wants to hear words that stir us up and cause us to hate. Let's just think about this. I was nice, by the way, and I actually asked Doug if I could pick on him this morning. You guys know I don't usually ask you if I'm going to pick on you. I just do it but without any, any surprise. But let's just use Doug, for example. By the way, I love Doug. Doug's amazing. 
make that all clear. Not only do I love Doug, I love all of you guys. I love you guys all. Let's imagine that I didn't love Doug. Let's imagine that Doug did something so mean to me. This is kind of funny because Doug would never do anything mean to me. Let's imagine that, that Doug did something really mean to me. I don't know what it is. Use your imaginations. And I had a seed of hate planted inside of me for Doug. I decided, that's it. I'm done with Doug. I hate Doug. Let's just imagine that that happens. Then suddenly, as I have that seed of hatred planted in me, not only do I hate Doug, but suddenly I decide... I'm going to hate his family as well. Oh, my goodness. Brianna. Brianna, who, by the way, is like my kid's big sister, basically, you know, their whole life. Let's imagine that. And I decided, oh, Brianna and, and Debbie, oh, no, I'm going to hate them as well because they're connected to Doug. This sounds silly, but this is actually how this works in this world. And we go, okay, well, well I'm going to hate Doug. So now that hatred, that seed that's planted inside of me, it starts to grow and it grows. And suddenly I don't just hate Doug, but I hate his entire family. Oh, does it end there? Mm-mm. Suddenly, you know what happens? Well, then I, I hate, I'm sorry, I have so much hatred growing in me for them that before I know it, I hate everybody who sits on this side of the sanctuary. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And suddenly I create, you know, since I have this hatred for them on this side of the sanctuary, sorry, guys, you know, I just, I, I'm just deciding I'm going to hate you guys all because you sit on this side of the sanctuary. Because I hate all of you guys so much, I, I love you all, but because I suddenly would hate all of you guys so much, then I want to do something that's, that's be strong because of that hatred. So I turn to this group and I say, they're evil. I say, guys, do you know what they did? They're so bad. And I create an us versus them mentality. I'll get all of you guys on my side and I'll talk to all of you individually. I'll start lots of gossip and I'll do my best to plant little seeds of hate in each and every single one of you until I get all of this side of the sanctuary to decide that's it. We hate this side of the sanctuary and suddenly we're no longer a united church but before we know it, we're splitting into two. That side of the sanctuary versus this side of the sanctuary all because one little seed of hate was planted. Now, of course, I use this as a silly story because you know I'm not the kind of person to hate. I take Jesus' commandments to love super seriously. I take his commandments to forgive really seriously. Why? Because that's what hatred does. It sounds silly, but that's how it works in this world. That's how hatred works. That's how evil works. Why do you think Jesus prayed? Think about this prayer. He prayed that we would be protected from the evil one and united. Think about this. He's praying for protection from evil and from unity. Because when we let that little seed of hatred be planted in our hearts from evil, then we start to hate. And when we have hatred in us, then that hatred grows and grows and suddenly we're not so united anymore. Now, I want to I put up just these two circles because I think a lot of you guys saw the sermon, you know, I don't know, a couple months ago, time flies, when I talked to you about, about basically what this means. So I'm going to just quickly run over it. I meant to bring a stick with me. Of course, I don't have a stick. Huh, well, I'll make this work. So I want us to look at this. I've gone over this with you before. This first circle that we have here, the first circle closest to me over here, that circle that we have is what the world looked like before Jesus entered the world. Before Jesus entered into the world, there's both good and evil. God gave us free will. 
there's good and there's evil into this world. But then that first line of that new circle, that's when Jesus entered the world. That's the moment that Jesus entered the world. And when Jesus entered the world, he brought us slightly into the kingdom of heaven. It's like he gave us a taste of the kingdom of of heaven. And then the rest of the circle that exists after that next line, that next line is when Jesus returns again. The rest of the circle is the kingdom of heaven. I want us to think about this because let's think about this. Jesus introduced us to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus introduced us to the little bit, to the taste of heaven. He, He gave us the power of the Holy Spirit. He introduced us to the kingdom of heaven so that we would have power to choose love over hatred. That's why he did that, so that we could have the power and the strength to choose love over hatred, to choose God over evil, to choose good over bad, because hatred and love are polar opposites. Evil and God are polar opposites. And so with all of these thoughts in our minds, I want us to get back to that thought of loving each other's babies as our own. If we love each other's babies as our own, there's no us versus them mentality. We're all in this together. If we love each other's babies as our own, then there's like a whole wave of protection over all of us. If we love each other's babies as our own, imagine what this world could look like. Now, I don't know if any of you guys heard this story. I want to check his name that I've got it right. Did any of you guys hear this story? It was in the news a little while ago about a man named Peter Stewart who found a baby in a subway back in 2000. Give me a little wave of the hand if you've heard this story. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow, I'm excited. Okay, now now i got to do a good job telling this story. Okay, pressure's on. So in the year 2000, in New York City, before 9-11 hit, uh, which that's going to have, that would have a part in the whole end of the story, but in the year 2000, there was a man, his name's Patrick Stewart. He was in the New York subway, and suddenly he heard a baby crying. And he hears everybody else is just walking by. You know, it's New York City. Everybody's just walking by, minding their own business. And everybody's just walking, and he hears this baby crying. And eventually he's like, where is this crying coming from? So he goes, and, and he searches, and eventually he finds a newborn baby underneath a bench in a subway station. In a New York City, imagine how filthy and gross those subway stations are. In a New York City subway station, he finds a baby underneath a bench. Now, no judgment to the mom. We don't know the whole situation. But all that he knows is he finds this baby. And so he picks up this baby and holds this baby. And in that instant, he starts to love this baby as his own. You know, he knows that he needs to pick up this baby. Somebody needs to help this poor innocent child. So he scoops up this baby into his arms. And then he starts like asking for help, being like, hey, somebody call an ambulance. This is in the year 2000. You know, somebody call an ambulance. Somebody do something. Somebody get some help. Does anybody get help? They all keep walking by, minding their own business. Somehow he makes his way out onto the street, and he gets an ambulance called. And and so then the, the ambulance comes, and they take that little baby, and they rush him off to the hospital. The baby ends up being a okay, all because this man loves this baby as if he's his, his own. But this man's also a social worker. And, and suddenly, I don't remember the whole story, suddenly this whole entire thing happens where he ends up 
having the idea to adopt this baby because he loved this baby as his own from the moment that he held him in his arm. His partner, of course, is not too keen on this idea. And he's like, you know what? Then I'm choosing that baby over you. Isn't that profound when you say, I love you, but this baby needs me. I'm choosing this baby over you. And so the the, um, partner ends up getting on board. And then they end up adopting this baby boy. And 21 years later, Zach, will you hit the next slide? Look at them 21 years later. Beautiful family. Friends, amazing things can happen if we love each other's babies as our own. Amazing things can happen if we bring that prayer of Jesus to life and if we don't let seeds of hatred grow in our hearts. Because when seeds of hatred grow, we no longer have protection over the evil one. When seeds of of hatred live in us and grow, we lose that protection because we, with our own free will, choose evil over good. And so when when we let seeds of hatred planted in our hearts, it's like, look at, Zach, will you go back a slide for me for a second? Look at these two, like, different worlds. And and this one is the earth that's, like, kind of controlled by evil, and that one's heaven that's controlled by God. And when we let seeds of hatred brew in our heart and we create division and we create animosity and all this nasty stuff that it's like evil's pulling us back over to this side evil's like oh i got you and i'm gonna grab you and i'm gonna fill that hatred within you but when we choose love when we choose to love other people's babies as our own when we choose to love our neighbor as ourselves, when we choose to love our enemies imagine what that was like when jesus preached that love your enemies Suddenly we get pulled over to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven pulls us over. We feel God's grace and we feel God's love and God's peace. If we want Jesus' prayer to truly come to life in us, then hatred has no part in our lives. We can't even let a seed of hatred enter into our hearts because when that seed enters, it grows if we want jesus prayer to come to life in us for protection over evil and for unity in god's love we have the free will to choose we get to choose not to let hatred get planted in our hearts but we get to choose to be a part of a kingdom of love a kingdom of god's love Let's choose love. Hatred, pardon my language, but hatred sucks. Let's choose love. It's really that simple. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day and we choose love. We choose unity. We choose forgiveness. Because that's what Jesus asks of us. And Lord, we're here because we want to follow Jesus. Help us, Lord, to follow Jesus. Help us to have the strength and the power to forgive and to refuse to hate. Help us, Lord, because we can do none of this without your help. Give us strength and unity and love and forgiveness and compassion. And we pray this all through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, 
as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now is the time for our offering. And you can see there are a, very, a variety of ways that you can show your love for Zion and for the love of God in, in the, your lives. So just, you, you know how to give and we're happy to accept it. And may the Lord bless us and keep us as we offer as we do our offering. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. A mighty God, my Redeemer, my hiding place. Safe refuge, no other name like Jesus. No power can stand against you. My feet are planted on this rock, and I will not be shaken. My hope it comes from you alone, my Lord and my salvation. Your praise is always on my lips. Your word is living in my heart. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. You fill my life with greater joy. Yes, I delight myself in you. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. When I am weak, you make me strong. When I am poor, I know I'm rich, for in the power of your name, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible.
Almighty God, my Redeemer, my hiding place, my safe refuge. No other name like Jesus, no power can stand against you. My feet are planted on this rock, and I will not be shaken. My hope, it comes from you alone, my Lord and my salvation. Your praise is always on my lips. Your word is living in my heart. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. You fill my life with greater joy. Yes, I delight myself in you. And I will praise you with a new song. My soul will bless you, Lord. When I am weak, you make me strong. When I am poor, I know I'm rich, for in the power of your name, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible. And now with the power of God, go forth. Be blessed, be forces of love in this world. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.